Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Business Shit. I am your host Mimi G and today's episode is a little different. I guess it's a get to know me. This is Episode one of season two, and I'm so excited because we're kicking off the new season with a special guest. My daughter, my oldest daughter is here, so I have four kids in case you guys (laughs) don't know. My oldest is 25, my youngest is, how old is Bubby? 11? 11. Yeah. Yes. So my oldest daughter, (laughs) uh, Chastity, you texted me like, what, December maybe? Yeah. And she's like, hey mom, how about I interview you for your podcast? And I was like... All right. (laughs) Now she's thinking it was a bad idea. (laughs) Once I see the cameras, I'm like, ooh. (laughs) But we're good. So I figured we're going to start it off with, um, I guess she has some questions that she's going to ask me. I don't even know what the questions are. So this is going to be new to me, too. Um, And then, uh, yeah, (laughs) the rest of the season is going to have a a lot of really great and amazing uh, content. I'm really excited to share it with you. Um, so I thought we would start a little easier today with, well, it might not be easy for me, <laughs> with some Q&A. So Chastity, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Mom. <laughs> Are you nervous? No. I'm excited for you to answer. Okay. I'm more anxious about your answers. All right. Well, good. Them. How many you got? A bunch? <laughs> 15 or oh, so. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. All right. Well, I let's get, get to it. it. Let's fast. get to it. Okay. Let's start off with the easy one. Okay. Did you always know you were going to be successful? Mm, I'd like to say yeah, but no. Um, I think maybe er- earlier on when I was like maybe just starting to get into the workforce, um, I thought I was just going to work. I knew that I was going to do something awesome. I don't know that I thought it was a successful awesome. Mm-hmm. I just thought, oh, I'm going to do something awesome. Um, but then later on, I kind of thought, got this feeling after I sort of started blogging and sort of getting into my groove that, that yeah, success was going to come to me. I just didn't know in what way, because success could be different things for different people. Right. Have you ever wanted to quit? Hell yeah, I want to quit. Yeah. Hey, all the time what I want to quit. What setbacks have you had in your career? <laughs> Ones that really kind of shook you, like, oh. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, there are times when things get really, really hard and I think about quitting. Um, mostly it has to do um, being in front of the camera, having my life be so public to people. Mm-hmm. That will sometimes have me feeling like, oh my God, I don't know that I want to keep doing this. But um, over the last couple of years, I've gotten over that. But for the most part, um, anytime that I felt really discouraged about it, it probably had to do with something that happened you know, through someone who commented or something mm-hmm. that happened or my life being public where I was like, oh, shit, maybe I right. shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what motivates you every day? You wake <laughs> up, you feel overwhelmed. What motivates you? What keeps you doing it? You guys. <laughs> oh, that's a good, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you guys, my family, you know, I take care of, you know, mom and the kids are still little, you know, Imani and Bubby. Um, and y'all are all of, always mm-hmm. in my pocket. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and when you're overwhelmed, what do you do to kind of get back to? So, well, now I've learned to quiet my mind and meditate, yeah. which takes a lot of practice. Yeah. And I know that you do it, so I know you know. Yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> but before, um, I didn't know. So when I would get overwhelmed, I would feel anxiety. And that was 
Actually, I'm doing an episode of talking about how to deal with anxiety because that's what would happen. I would get really anxious mm-hmm. and my heart would feel like something was wrong with it and like I couldn't breathe. And um, and then so that's sort of what led me to actually April's the one who told me, your ass needs some medicine. <laughs> she was like, girl, okay. time to start meditating. Listen, find your chi. <laughs> so then I guess you kind of answered the next question in a way. Do you think your mindset contributes to your success? Because action is important, but your yes. mind too, right? Yeah. And I think um, we talked about that in a lot in the first season of Business Shit. We're going to talk about it a lot in season two because I think that's the biggest roadblock that people have mm-hmm. is how they think about everything, mm-hmm. you know? And so everything. that was probably my my only saving grace is that I've always had this idea that I could do something from whatever my skill set was. And I had a different perspective on life. And I talk to people, you know, I talk about Steve and like his influence on me is really what made a huge difference because he taught me how to live as if I already had whatever it is I wanted. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, how do you separate business and personal? Or do you really? Is there a separation? <laughs> no. Sometimes it blurs, right? Um, yeah. I, you know what? I think I have um, started to do that. Like, if you know, I don't really post you guys as much mm-hmm. on my personal accounts. Um, I've actually had people ask me, like, why don't you post your kids anymore? I'd mm-hmm. be like, because uh, some people are creepy. <laughs> um, they are. Like, I have accounts that people like start accounts. You know, fake accounts with my name and pictures of the kids. And I'm like, that's weird. Um, And then, you know, when I went through the divorce, I think that's really when I realized how much I did not want to have my personal life be so open. Open. Mm. (laughs) And so I think now I have found a bit more of a balance. I know, I think more before I share something. Mm. I'll say that. I think a lot more about it. Mm. Okay, what would retirement look for look like for you? Because it seems like you're always doing something. I can't imagine you sitting somewhere in like a rocking chair calling it a quits. Uh, <laughs> so, you know what I see? I see um, me and Norris somewhere where there's a beach and a big balcony and our sewing machines on the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be so- sewing on the balcony like... That's my retirement. It's so weird, but that's all I like. Now I want to sew not for work. I just want to just, just regular sew. <laughs> You're like, I'd still be sewing, but regular yeah. sewing. And then drinking. <laughs> I'm drinking and sewing. I don't know how well the clothes are going to come out. <laughs> Messing up your lines. <laughs> um, what is most important to you at this moment in your life? And how has that changed since your 20s? Because I'm in my 20s, so. Well, in my 20s, I was just trying to. How has it changed? Yeah, let's go. (laughs) How has it changed from your 20s, your 30s? Well, in my 20s, I think I was just trying to keep you guys alive and fed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I I think I was so worried all the time with just trying to Mm. get by. Um, I don't even, honestly, I don't even remember my 20s. (laughs) I don't. I remember, like, stressed out and, like. You guys screaming my name. We can just fly over the twins if you want. We don't want you to make you relive anything. Making top ramen. (laughs) 
Um, at thirties, you know, I started sort of getting to like being being comfortable with myself, mm-hmm. and I was working a really steady job and working with Steve, and uh, I had started back sewing, and you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. I had more of a of a confidence in what I was doing. Um, when I hit my forties or late into my thirties and forties. I started to like, I used to fear going into my 40s. And then I thought, man, being 40 is awesome. <laughs> like, I give no shits. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think it makes a, a huge difference sort of in like... You care less now what people think about you? Yeah, I care less yeah. now. Um, because I've learned that you just, you're, you're never going to please everybody. Right. It's just not possible. Right. People are going to like you. And some people are not going to like you. And they're not going to like you for absolutely no reason, no reason. whatsoever. Yeah. You either make them feel inadequate about themselves mm-hmm. or when they look at you, they feel some kind of jealousy or insecurity exactly. about their own selves and they project that onto you. And then, and that used to bother me. When mm-hmm. somebody didn't like me, I would be like, but why don't, don't you like me? <laughs> and now I'm like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> don't like I me then. I don't care. know what to tell you. <laughs> um, hmm. What is one thing you'd like to change about yourself? Is there one thing you like? Mm. She's like, no, <laughs> nothing. Right now, nothing at all. <laughs> um, I don't know that I would change anything about myself. I think that all of the things that I have, even flaws or, you know, um, the not so cool stuff, like the fact that I cuss a lot or the fact that, you know, I watch a lot of television. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, certain things I think sort of just make a person whole and not all of those things are good. So mm. just accept all of it. Mm-hmm. Would you have done differently? Done anything differently as a parent? Yeah. I would have done a lot of things differently. Um, I think I would have stopped and been more present. Because I think that um, I worked a lot. And then when I wasn't working, I was stressed a lot. And I don't think that I took enough time to, I don't know, maybe like, be more affectionate and be there with you guys, mm. you know? Because I don't know if you know, well, I'm sure you noticed, but I'm super affectionate with Imani and Bubby, mm-hmm. right? Now that I'm in, in my 40s. And I don't know that I was affectionate with you and Lexi. I wasn't, was I? Yeah, I wasn't. I used to always say, my mom doesn't like to hug me. Yeah, I wasn't, an, I wasn't affectionate. And you know what? I, I've, well, I go through uh, therapy, obviously. I've had therapy on and off for, for years. And that's one of the things that I learned is that my mom was not affectionate with me, right? Mm. And so I didn't know how to be affectionate to women. Right. Which yeah. is weird. And so it made me uncomfortable. Mm. You know, when you guys would hug me and kiss me, mm. I didn't know how to, it's like, it was like, um, so I wish I could change that. I wish I could go back and like kiss y'all to death. You Aww, know? give more hugs. I would give you more hugs. <laughs> I give you plenty now, though. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. I'm, I'm good with it. Okay, let's see. Um, what favorite artist that most people wouldn't think you'd listen to or would be surprised that you listen to right now? Oh. Somebody. <laughs> like, your followers would be like, Mimi G, listen to... I don't know. I don't know, because I don't... I, well, I wouldn't even I know their names. Know I would... Because... All my all my oh, ratchet yeah. music now comes from your sister, <laughs> or um, a lot of rap, names. or you know that that sort of comes like with Norris. He'll be listening to something, and I'll be like, "Who's that?" And then he'll tell me, because um, I, honestly, I don't even I don't even know who I'm listening to half the time. Mm-hmm. 
Back to motherhood, because this is a good one. What yeah. is something that happened to you during motherhood that you weren't expecting? Do you remember being thrown mm. off? Like, oh, Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know if there was uh, something that threw me off. I think that um, I didn't expect to feel so responsible. What I mean is... When I, see, when I see your sister now, right, she's mm-hmm. sort of like our wild child. She'd mm-hmm. be out there. She's living mm-hmm. her best life. Mm-hmm. She reminds me a lot of me when I was that age because I was free. I had no sense of responsibility. You know, I had been a, a runaway, and then I was homeless, and I lived wherever anybody who gave me a couch, that's where I stayed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I got pregnant with you, like... That almost immediately changed in my body. And I don't think I was ready for that because after I had you, I was like, oh, wait, now I'm a mom. Like, I have somebody to take care of. Um, and so that was, that was a little bit surprising because I was so young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's very good. Okay, who inspired? Plus, you had the worst of it, too, you know, because oh, yeah. you were my first. So I apologize. Uh, <laughs> we're so good, Mom. Don't even worry about it. Um, how do your kids inspire you? And who inspires you the most? Dish it out. <laughs> Dish it out. Tell the truth. <laughs> oh, I guess we can't. Are they going to be sad? Bobby no, <laughs> they're not going to be sad. No, <laughs> I, it's like different. Yeah. You know, it's different. What do you get um, from each of them? You know, from, I think the person that inspires me the most on a daily is probably Imani because she's in the house yeah. with me, right? Um, and she is, she's so different than she was just, even five years ago, mm-hmm. and she's ha- she has like absolutely no care what people think. Mm-hmm. She is completely comfortable being herself. She's artistic and funny and sarcastic and witty mm-hmm. and all these different things. And so I love to watch her every day. Um, Bubby is <laughs> he's my boy. He's like oh my gosh. Um, but, you know, he plays video games all day, and he <laughs> ignores me. And He made me breakfast this morning. What did he make you? Was it, was it good? He made me a bowl of cereal with cut-up bananas in it and a yogurt. That's a perfect breakfast, too. He's and like, healthy. I made you breakfast, Mom. And healthy. Uh, so, he, you know, that, that's about as, as much as I get from Bubs. Um, from Lexi, you know, she... <laughs> I get most of my humor from Lexi. She keeps me laughing. She, she stresses laughing me just too. as much, but um, she makes me laugh a lot. Um, but I think I think all the kids know that you and I probably have a closer relationship. Yeah. I don't know if it's that you're my firstborn, um, so obviously we have spent more time together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're a lot of like now. Yeah. You know. And so, like, when I hang out with you, it's like hanging out with my friend. Mm-hmm. And I love that because we could talk about, you know, anything. And I've talked, you know, a little bit here and there about how you've always been super open, you know, with me. Even, like, in your early teens, you would <laughs> ask me. did not even want to know. You would ask me questions, and I would, on the inside, I would be like, but on the outside, I, wish I was you like, remembered. Yeah, Do you know it's it? Totally oh good. my gosh, I wish we could. Yes, this. you asked me one time if it was if um, you could have sex underwater. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were like thirteen or something, and I'm like, that's terrible. <laughs> on the inside, I was like, why is she asking me about sex and underwater? <laughs> Maybe you had seen a movie. 
party or something. I don't know. I can assure you I didn't have any plans. <laughs> no, no water sex appointments yeah. to make or anything. But I explained so that, crazy. yes, technically you could. <laughs> but that was surprising. You've asked me a lot of surprising questions. <laughs> Does Lexi ask surprising questions? No. Lexi was never quite as open. Uh, She's a little more secretive. Yeah. She told all her secrets to you, and then you would tell me some. <laughs> Just the ones I really needed to just know. The, just the really bad ones. <laughs> yes. Mom. I'm like, okay, some of these I got to keep in a safe for her. <laughs> no, but I love that about us because I was just telling somebody the other day how um, when you were ready to take that step into having sex, yeah. that you came and told me, like I said, I said, Chastity, when you're ready, you come, you tell me, yeah. and I got you covered. My nothing. clients find that so fascinating. And I tell them all the time, I'm like, yeah, I, I didn't have to hide it because... You came to me and told me, if you're going to do this, tell me and I'll protect you. So yeah. it didn't feel like this thing I had to do. Yeah, I mean, you and know, I, waited. I wanted to make sure because as a teen mom, you know, I love the idea of having your kids wait until they're married and, right. and that whole like, you know, fantasy um, or idea that every parent has. But I'm also very realistic. Mm -hmm. And I know that when you get hot in the pants and you're a teenager, that you're going to want to, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't want that moment to happen and for you or any of the kids to feel like you had to hide it, you know? I'd rather you come and say, Mom, I think I'm going to do it. You know, take me, let me make sure I'm I'm good. I didn't have to hide it much. You remember when you did and you came home and told me? No, I don't remember. You did. You came home and you went into my room. I was laying on the bed and you were like, Mom, I did it. <laughs> I love how you derailed the podcast. It's an interview. It's, right. <laughs> it's my like job. It's what I do. <laughs> Tell me a secret. Something not a lot of people know. A secret? A secret. Think. It could be something stupid like... <sighs> You dug into the ice cream. <laughs> I do that a lot. <laughs> I don't know. That is a secret. Okay, so this is kind of, it was kind of a stupid secret because really the only person I'm hurting is myself. But when I'm on keto or when I'm on paleo and Norris leaves the house for something or runs to the store, I like take a bite of a cookie. Or <laughs> <laughs> and he's not going to say nothing to me. He never does. But I feel like I'm doing something sneaky. And then I'd be like, you're a dumbass. The only person you're hurting is yourself. <laughs> just, he just, just walked past and he was like, yeah, I already saw you eat the cookie. He's like, it's fine, baby. Eat the damn cookie. <laughs> That's hilarious. Are you on any oh, diets Oh, and then now? I have, I, I keep a knife on the side of my bed. You do? Yeah. Because it freaks me out. <laughs> like that somebody's going to come into the house, you know? Really? So I figure if I have... Yeah, I'm, I don't like guns. Yeah, no guns. I saw no, this I'm thing. afraid of guns, so. I did see something on Instagram that was like a, kind of like a safety lock for your house door. Maybe I'll oh. get you one. It's a pole that kind of pushes up against the handle and leans against the floor. And so you know what has me paranoid is that mm. in, the, in the neighborhood that I, that I live in, we have this thing where all the neighbors are on this app called like Next Door or something, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, you've heard of it. I have it, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, I go in there and I start reading things and then I get all paranoid. I'm like, what? There was a man walking down at 2 a.m.? Oh, my God! (laughs) Babe! (laughs) So then, you know, yeah, so I get all paranoid and I don't know what I I mean. I'll probably be so scared that I'll forget that the stupid knife is there. (laughs) 
<laughs> it gives me You're some. Like, oh, so, you ah, you knife. <laughs> and it's a little. <laughs> it's like a steak Ooh. knife. It's like a shank. It's like a shank. <laughs> I'm going to shake you. I mean, you could shank somebody to death if they're trying to break in. Right? Seriously. Mm. So that's all my questions. That's it. Yeah. We could do more. I guess I just didn't expect that they would go by so quickly. No, it was good. I think it was a good set of questions. It was okay. Right? I have a question for you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. So <clears throat> because, because the podcast is obviously business shit, last year has been a year now since you opened your salon space, right? That was sort of a big step for yeah. you as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. What made you go from working for somebody else to wanting to work for yourself? Mm. Uh, I think for me, it was first the control of the experience for the clients. That was kind of more. So I can go on my own and create something that is me and makes people feel good. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and you. And me? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, watching you do everything on your own and anything you need to know or you want to know, you, you figure it out. You search it for yourself, find it. I'm not as savvy, but but it still inspires me to do so. And yeah. that was a really big... And I knew I won't fail. Like, I have mom and her support and her smarts, and I will be good. So has it been a tough year? Like, <laughs> with the changes and everything? Yeah, and... it's, been, it's been interesting. It's been an interesting year, but the transition's been nice because everyone followed. Yeah. Like, you know, easier than I than I thought. So it's... Yeah, it's different. I think it's good um, because, you know, well, first of all, most businesses in the first couple of years struggle. Anyway, if you could get past the first couple of years, you're good to go. So I think you did really great, you know, especially for going out on your own that Mm. first year. Um, You know, there are going to be moments where it's just, you know. Everyone's like, you're so brave for doing this. And I didn't feel brave. It is. It's a very brave thing, though. I didn't think it felt brave. I thought it just... Okay, this is next. Like, yeah. let's do it. I mean, you went from having the security of being in a Beverly Hills salon, right? Yeah. With high-level clientele and a busy salon, which technically you weren't responsible for, right? Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't your salon. So then going out on your own, taking your clients and hoping that they would follow, mm-hmm. and then opening your own you know, space. So that, that took a lot of balls. Yeah, I guess it did. You know? So I'm really proud of you. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I think we should expand. <laughs> I'm always looking to expand. So this is what we're going to do next. <laughs> I'm like, geez. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely going to need um, soon like a shampooer and like a separate chair. And I can do more clients if I have someone washing. Got it. I can, and I can cut down the times too. Right. You know, and I can take more people through the day if I have someone washing, but. Well, now that you've had this sort of year to get into the groove of it and see everything, yeah. you know, how it works, now you know what you need to, to continue. Yeah. It's the bringing clients in that's always the weird thing for me. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get better about social media. You I hate know, social Listen, know, let me tell you I something. Just... People find that so funny because everybody's like, oh, do your kids love social media? Are your kids on, on this? Do your kids sell? Do you? I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you have this, like, thing about social media. You just don't like it. You know? I mean, personally, I wouldn't, if it was just me on a personal level and I had no business attached to my social yeah. media, I probably wouldn't have social media either. I would probably see, watch people, but I don't know that I would necessarily have a page, mm-hmm. right? 
but it's tied to my business. So I tell her this all the time. You need to get on social media. You need to do it for the salon. It doesn't need to be about you, but it needs to be. Listen to episode. Which one is it, you guys? <laughs> it's like six or seven about social media. Go back. Listen to the damn podcast. Listen, guys, I don't have an actionable to do today because this was just a really fun episode and time to spend with my daughter. And for you guys to get a little more info on me, I guess, <laughs> stay tuned for the next episode because it's going to be really great. And I'm really excited uh, to bring you season two. So as usual, remember, in order for your business to succeed, it has to be the shit. It has to solve a problem, help people get past their current stage, earn respect and build trust. I'm out.